the Not So Simple Podcast, insightful conversations for Christian living. Virtues are specific areas of moral excellence that we can observe in individuals around us. One developmental aspect of virtue can be seen in 2 Peter 1.5. Peter says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge. So what are some of those virtues, and how should we define them in our lives as believers? Let's join the conversation. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Not So Simple Podcast. With me here is Savannah Drager. Hello. And Sage Sirwar. Hey. And today we're going to be talking about womanly and manly virtues. Um, And as we were thinking about it, the question we kind of asked ourselves is, what are these virtues that we desire to see in ourselves from the Bible? And what do we look for in others? Um, Personally, I'm single. Uh, I know Savannah's single. Sage is single. So it's kind of a unique, sorry to out you guys, but it's like, (laughs) you know, we're all, I think, able to think about this pretty realistically of what are those things that we look for even not even for a relationship I guess I guess just what do we admire and value and like Mm -hmm. that's like a woman of God like um really you can see it in anybody it doesn't have to I don't think be in a romantic relationship obviously Um, right and I think I think there's there's things to being like I think what these virtues are sort of compose like what it means to be a strong man or a strong woman um of of faith or of of god but like just like what it looks like to be strong as a woman and what it like it looks like to be strong as a man like that that's at least how i view it um yeah what the the prompt i guess was or the the thought was like what what do we desire in ourselves and like what do we particularly notice in others yeah um i'd say for for me um this is one that that i heard about and like this thought kind of stuck with me like I want to do really well at that and I don't think I do and I didn't think I do do great did do great at it um but the idea of being industrious is like being able to work um for long periods of time just consistently being a hard worker not just being somebody who um starts and stops but you're able just to keep working for a long period of time, like consistently for a period of time. And you're not just like, Oh, like I've been, you, you doing this for however long, like just uh, depends on what it is. Obviously depends on what type of job it is. But I think just coming into tasks that you have with that mindset of, I'm going to keep working until the job is done. I think is something that definitely stands out and something that I've tried to improve in. But like industry, I mean, that's kind of a fancy word, but what do you think like industry is? Like, what is that like, what is that like, I guess, base, like base drive in a man, like as a man, like why does he desire to be like industrious? Like what's that base virtue? Like I see what you mean, like, Mm -hmm. but what's like the base drive? Yeah, Yeah, reason, yeah. The motivation behind it? Well, I mean, how far do you back you want to go? If you look in the like, if you look in the the garden. Like after, I mean, God gave. Okay, this is this is a a little a little thing that I think is interesting, and people often forget is that work is not a result of the fall. 
So when, yeah. when the fall happened, the ground was cursed, work became harder to, to the labor became harder in order to produce things from the ground, but work already existed before God had already tasked Adam with things that he needed to do in the garden. And I think work has been something that we're supposed to do from the beginning. We're also supposed to rest um, and enjoy what God's given us. But work has always been something we're supposed to do. And Proverbs talks a lot about like being the importance of being hardworking as well. So, I mean, I think it, it starts even then. Like that's something that God has tasked us with to be good stewards of mm. um, what he's given us and to enjoy it and take care of it. It's like the virtue of being willing to do hard things and to work and kind of like a sacrifice. Because I think, too, that like Savannah, once you say that's also like a desire in women, like to work. I mean, it's not like women don't want that thing. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. I don't think it's only in guys. Like, what's your, what's your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely can be for women. Um, I don't know about, like, industry specifically. I think it can look a little bit different um, as, like, responsibility can be one of them. But that's kind of what I want to talk about, too, is, like, what actually, like, is a virtue? Like, is it a gift or is it, um, I don't know, like, is it, um, like, a drive? Is it a standard we hold ourselves to? Like, I guess that's something, like, I'm curious about. I'd say it's something more of, like, character and a trait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, that's the synonym, I think, of, like, virtue. It's, like, it's a trait. Like, oh, that's a good virtue to have. Like, that's a good trait. Like, so you can have, like, multiple. Yeah, you can definitely have quite a few traits or virtues or just points of character where people can notice it. Like, wow, like, Sage is hardworking like that's a virtue it's a good thing that we see that we uphold in society that this is a good thing that you know sage would when he comes into work he you know works to the end of the day and he isn't slacking and he's being productive in what he's been given to do it's like, yeah uh, and just because that's like considered a manly yeah. virtue obviously like kind of what you were alluding to earlier was just like that doesn't mean it's not a womanly virtue it's mm. just it looks different because not saying like oh women slack at the end of their job no yeah but right. it's just like responsibility and like discretion and all of that look different for women and men yeah i think yeah you're definitely right because it's like i think it's like just from the breadwinner perspective yeah. like if you're looking for the biblical nuclear home it's like the man is supposed to go out and to be those things but also yeah. in proverbs you like what it talks about a lot about the Proverbs woman is that she's industrious, that she works hard, that she makes the home, that literally mm. she's kind of like a hustler. Like it doesn't say that, but it's like she's doing everything she can to on her end to build the home herself, mm-hmm. taking care of the children, feeding them. It says she works in the fields, which I, in my mind, I think of that as like a pretty manly thing, like to go till the fields, to, to work the fields, to bring in the crops. But it describes yeah. the woman doing that. When so people talk about... Yeah, when people talk about Proverbs 31, a lot of times they're like, oh, we want to tend to the home and be the wife and everything. Yeah. But that's not like the beginning of that. It's like, like you said, it's like there's so much work behind it. And like to tend to a home actually does take a lot of work if that's like your full job. Like if yeah. you're going to tend and build it and raise children and stuff like that, like you said, it's kind of like the base model of what like family and working looks like, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So a virtue, like I said, it's, like it's not something I really had a clear definition on either, but it's like a good godly character trait that we develop. I think they... Is it too much to ask if it's like um, between, like the difference between like a spiritual gift and a virtue? That's a good question. I think they are different, although I think they yeah. do have points where they 
overlap or right. at least where you have the virtues have to kick in at some point to i'm kicking off that's right <laughs> word, but where they have to they have to come into play obviously like if you're gonna if you have the gift of helps probably some virtue of hard working is gonna have to come in more hospitality yeah or, or like yeah. something like that like those i think they're used in tandem but i don't think they're the same thing right um mm-hmm. Or would y'all agree? That's just my thought. No, I agree. I don't think they're the same thing. I just don't, like, I could see how it could be hard for people to distinguish how they're different. Yeah. Like, I can see how that'd be kind of hard, but I I don't know. It's like, you have spiritual gifts, and then the character, your character is what kind of, like, builds on that, I guess. Yeah. I would say, though, I would say the virtues definitely can be developed on your own. Because I think you can see virtues in an unsaved person. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely just normal virtues yeah. i feel like someone could develop w- without it necessarily being yeah because you could be irresponsible and like work on being responsible or, right like, yeah work on being patient or work on like yeah mm-hmm. and so i think that's kind of something god has enabled humans to do yeah although i definitely think there are virtues that when we develop them we are representing the image of god in a way yeah no that's i think it's like we as believers, we have more like the Holy Spirit, of course, is sanctifying us right. so that um, I think it's not only he, he's he's sanctifying our motives as well. And I think that though, I mean, this this is just a thought you guys feel free to just add or whatever to it um, is if the, the Holy Spirit sanctifying our motives, then we, we as we become like virtuous people of god as believers then our motives are right as we are virtuous even though we can see some of these things in other believers i'm not saying like that's what you don't become like assume everybody in the world is like okay this person's really hard working they must have this motive of like selfish ambition or i mean but the thing is like motives is like the thing that it kind of comes back to i think yeah that we see a distinguishment between like the way the world works and the way people work because we're like well this person's a really like i think you can see people that are not believers and you're like man that person's just so kind like they yeah. really care about so many people and i don't think yeah, that's it's, what I, meant. Yeah. I don't think it's right to assume like oh that person every time they're being nice to somebody secretly they just want yeah to, to boost their their ego and like for a bunch of people to see them and to say oh look how good that person's doing i don't necessarily think you should perceive things that way but i think that the motivation part is very important because the holy spirit sanctifies our motives and also jesus points that out when like he he talks about like oh you've never you said i haven't murdered but if you've hated someone in your heart before like you you've already done it so i think jesus brings it back to the motives of your heart um i just think that's a point an important part to consider as well yeah that's what i was that's kind of what i was saying was like i think these are something especially like some of these that we have down here we had like leadership and things like that like obviously we have presidents of the united states and like you know different leaders in you know washington who it's like they exercise a virtue of leadership Mm. whether or not they're saved or not so obviously it is possible for these things to be developed in the flesh Mm -hmm. um and they're still they're still admirable because it's like that person is using something that i think represents the image of god because we're all made in the image of god whether or not we acknowledge it Mm -hmm. but i do think also that as a christian they can be developed in the spirit and yeah. not in the flesh. And as they're developed in the spirit, they can become, like Savannah was saying, types of 
not spiritual gifts, but gifts that are used spiritually. Does that like does yeah, that make sense? That makes like sense. it might yeah. seem like splitting hairs, but it's That's not like the it. gift of tongues necessarily like a spiritual gift, but it is using something that you have been prompted by God to develop in your life, like honorability or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that word honor honorability? Honor- ah, <laughs> to be honorable. You know, like you may have been a liar. Like you may have been really untrustworthy and the Holy Spirit has convicted you. Yeah. To the point where you're like I need to become an honorable man because the way I've been living is not right. And then as you develop that, you're not developing that in your flesh. You're developing that unto the Lord. And now mm-hmm. when people see that virtue, it's, wow, Jake or Sage or Savannah, they're, they're honorable. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, we haven't just like, you know, dug that up for ourselves. It's been cultivated by the Lord. Yeah. I just pulled up a verse, Second Peter 1, 5. Um, correct me if this is just the wrong context but um for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and i just think like at the end of that and virtue with knowledge is kind of what you're saying jake is um like we uh, i forgot what i was gonna say um like we have the virtues and we notice the virtues and um like, we have the ability to grow them and build our character off of them, I guess. And I feel like that yeah. verse just kind of, like, says that, unless the context is wrong. But, that, I mean, it's talking about virtues. Like, yeah. I, Wait, um, what was the verse? So, it says, um, Second Peter 1, five. Um, supplement your faith with virtue, which is, like, so you have faith, step one, and then you grow your virtue and then once you see that you have a virtue like hospitality that's one that's personal to me i guess i feel like that's something that i try to grow in myself every day like i want people to be comfortable around me and so i can like talk about the lord with them and share the gospel um and then virtue with knowledge and then so it's like i notice that i have that virtue and people are comfortable around me so how can i use that best to glorify god i would agree i think that's in context yeah i agree cool um (laughs) I guess kind of pull our thoughts together. We were talking about like the, there's just plain straight up virtue, which is accessible to anybody. Mm-hmm. There's then virtues that the Lord can work in us. Aren't they called like heavenly virtues? Not a thing. I don't know. They could be. They could be. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> you heard it. You heard <laughs> it first here, folks. <laughs> heavenly. Or maybe virtues. second because somebody else already said that. We just, maybe. It's okay. We don't know them though. If you come up with an idea, you just go, yeah, yeah it's ours now. My intellectual property. But that, yeah, so heavenly virtues, we could call them, you know, that the Lord is prompting and growing in us and that we can then use. But then there's also, I think, there's distinct virtues in men and women. Like. That the distinguish that man or woman. Yeah. Not yeah. that. What do you think are some of the, like, biggest ones that are distinct? Because I feel like that's kind of confusing for me. I mean, I think. Personally, as I think about it, I think women have the ability to be a lot more nurturing and kind and just merciful mm-hmm. than most guys are inclined to. So not I'm not saying that guys do not have the ability to do that. It just is not a virtue that is as naturally developed in men, I would say. Sorry, guys. Th- that's kind of my that's kind of my <laughs> thinking. What do you what, would you agree, I mean, Sage? Yeah, like, no, I would agree that that that's a good way of, I think that's a good way of wording it as well. And I think that's why we are, men and women are attracted to each other partially. Yeah. Is because I think we see the, not, not the opposites in each other, but the, the developed virtues that we see as valuable. Something like you want, you always want what you can't have type of thing. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe not quite that, but 
No, but we, when we find things unique or different, though, we're more yeah. attracted to them. Yeah. So it's like if we don't have a quality like that, obviously it's more unique to us. And it's, I don't know, interesting. It is, yeah. But I, I would say there definitely are distinct ones. Like, I don't think that... Let me think. Like, camaraderie, I think, is one we had. Like, I don't... For a guy, I think that's a virtue because we see the values in it of men coming together in support that... And I think a reason why, too, yeah. is because men will tend to try to, like, work alone. And I think there's there's an importance that they often, like, mm. will will forget. Like, oh, wait, we could be working together. And, like, that's better. And I think it's, like, men will tend to just kind of want to just lone wolf kind of thing. <laughs> it's like the example of when all the girls Even go to the bathroom together and the guys don't. That... Yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, I was wondering about that. I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> you just gotta anymore. go alone. It is a mystery. So maybe, maybe there is then a, a sense of camaraderie, camaraderie, whether women would call it that or not. That they do because have women, developed. it's like maybe women are better at that and men are not maybe. naturally better at that. And it's like, oh, they should work on that. It's a good thing when it's yeah. happening between them. Yeah. Or maybe it's just women know how to develop it in more contexts than men can think of. Or like that men are just used to or comfortable to. Yeah, maybe it's virtuous in. because it doesn't come naturally. Maybe it does come naturally. I don't know. In what way do you think it doesn't come naturally? I'm like, not saying like, I'm, I guess, I don't know. I've seen I, yeah, com- yeah. camaraderous men. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I Maybe it, like you were just saying, like it's just something that they, it doesn't come as naturally. So it's like build that character and then it becomes a virtue because it's different. Yeah. I, I think... I think it is in both what I was what I was thinking though is like I think it comes in different contexts Mm. so like for me camaraderie the first thing that pops in my head is warfare like you have your your band of guys in your battalion that you've been training with since day one and you know they're there to support you and to me that's why I think it was like camaraderie you're you've been through everything together Mm. you're supporting each other and you're going through the hardest time in your life and you got you might die probably you will die or you, you might live and if you die, you'll die together. And if you live, you'll live together. And so it's that kind of thing. Like, whereas in other contexts, I think Sage is right. Like, guys just kind of like, nah, I've got this. Like, I don't, I don't need a ton of guys mm. just to go through my daily life. Whereas, <laughs> bathroom. I don't want to put, yeah, I don't want to put words in another girl's mouth. But from what I've observed is women tend to do most things together because yeah. they like to do it together. I mean, would you say? Yeah, definitely. No, I agree with that. Um. Oh, I wanted to ask to like, I know a little bit, but I mean, we're talking about virtues and everything, but, um, we're naming them off. Like there's like a list. Um, I don't know. Like, do you guys want to explain where you guys got the virtues? Like from, I didn't write them down. I think Sage did. Uh, yeah. So the list that I'm looking at, which there's, there's no set list, but this is just one that when I was in youth group, actually, our pastor came up with it and he, he sort of did it. A teaching on it really um and i just went back and um timely <laughs> he said them. i do not remember that. <laughs> yeah so i just went back and to my notes i was like you know what let me find these because uh, i was just something i was always intrigued by oh so it wasn't and recently no this was years ago oh i thought it was like, like this past like week you're like, like i'm oh, yeah, wow, this one. is so timely like, <laughs> yeah no because no. pastor what's his name um tyler pastor tyler shout out pastor tyler Pastor tyler warner my homie yeah. Uh, um yeah, now he's the best. 
Um, We're talking like he's dead. He's still alive. <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he went down and planted a church in Alabama, which is pretty cool. Um, but anyways, this is not like a strict list where it's like, these are the only ones. These are just ones that um, he and his wife came up with that stood out to them. And like, you can just see them as you read throughout Proverbs and as you, I mean, also like the um, pastoral epistles, like I'm looking at um, First Timothy has some as well. And there's just, I think First Peter has some, but just, just bringing them out. And sometimes it doesn't list it and say like, this thing is good to see in a man and this one's good to see in a woman. But like they, I mean, I think Proverbs 31 woman is a very like common term, like in the Christian world, like we understand what that means now. So like there is the idea of the, what it being virtuous, but yeah, so there's not, there's not necessarily like a strict list that exists where it's like, this is the one everybody looks to, but these are just, that's where we got these ones that, that we're kind of referring to, or at least I am. And you can find them. I think they work. Um, oh, definitely. I just, I just know when you had told me about them, Sage. I like Googled it. I was like, "What are the womanly and manly virtues?" And no list like this came up. Yeah, I was like, "Who different. made this up?" But it makes sense. Like, obviously, you can seek these things out in scripture yeah. and everything. Like, it makes sense. But, mm-hmm. um, so I guess our to go back to our prompt. Like, we talked about what desire and yourself. So, like, do we want to start there? Like, are there ones to just come off to your head? Like, these are ones that I think I have developed in my life, and like, these are ones that. I want to develop and like you can just give reasons well I already said industry um so do you feel like you have developed that or you want to both I mean it's not like I think I can't do better develop all of them (laughs) yeah so it's like I want I want to have all of them obviously but I think that's one that I've definitely focused on more and maybe and I think that's because it's one that comes doesn't come it's like harder for me so that's why I focused on it more yeah i think a lot of these like when we talk about womanly and manly virtues i definitely think in the church we discuss definitely different characters in the bible that are propped up as manly figures to be modeled like for our lives to be modeled after like women to be modeled after um you know like obviously like david like man after god's own heart or um Paul. Paul, yeah. I didn't want to blank on just David. Thank you. Um, Paul. Um, Pedro. I mean, Peter. Peter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any of the disciples, like, <clears throat> and for various reasons, too, they all have different things that stick out. I definitely, in Paul, you see, you know, leadership. Um, what others could we see? I mean, you see mm-hmm. responsibility, right, yeah. like, he's leadership and responsibility. He's over churches. Um, he's hardworking, too. Yeah, hardworking. Sure. Um, endurance, like, in strength like to go through yeah. all the persecution and hardship um like endurance to the end right because he was mm-hmm. he was martyred um and david you see literal strength like to do all the things they did like he was a warrior mm-hmm. um honor you know you see honor up to a certain point and then you see dishonor right with his yeah with Bathsheba and stuff so you see virtues rising and you know virtues being tarnished with him you see camaraderie right he had mighty men so he had men close around him that he trusted mm-hmm. um responsibility leadership as a king dignity as a king industry right he built a kingdom um so i think david is probably the one we probably come to the most because his whole life is kind of laid out for us whereas paul we right get it like kind of halfway through his life we don't really yeah. know much about his upbringing um 
but yeah, those are kind of ones that stick out to me. Um, I definitely think that culture can have a big effect on what virtues are developed. Yeah. Or at least what virtues are emphasized. Because in our culture, I think that certain things like, I don't know, I'm seeing dignity and like honor, like those aren't, maybe they once were very much emphasized, but I think as society has become more modernized, it's not as. I think that's for, and I mean, if anybody else has different opinions or input to add, I think for, um, for men in particular, particular, it's like certain, certain things that would have been considered virtuous before are kind of being pushed down. And I think not necessarily in the church, but I think outside the church. Um, and I think, and I think in the church too, like when, when godly women see men doing these things, um, like that 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 are virtuous for men to be doing like that stands out to them and they're like they know that they want that maybe they're not saying like oh i see that he's doing like these specific things and identifying them with a word but like um in savannah maybe you can yeah sage <laughs> has got the inside <laughs> intel up here. Uh, <laughs> i'll just say i've never heard of that i'm just kidding but like i'm just kind of assuming that these are things that, <laughs> that's just in the bible like these are virtues that are found in the bible that they would think that these are good and attractive and things worth looking for whereas the world if they see certain things in a man they say oh that's toxic because you want to be yeah. strong and use your strength in a way that's honorable um to support other people yeah it's when you don't it's when you use your virtues and your character reflects what you're trying to honor and if you're staying kingdom-minded and if you're not trying to like puff up your own ego or have pride like it just i think it's very obvious like from like a woman of God's standpoint of like whether it's a pride issue or whether it's something that you're trying to do to glorify God. And so um, I think, I don't know, in like virtue and character can be like two like flipped terms, I guess. It's like you can have like poor character, but you can also, but you can have like good virtues and you can have good character in like the secular world and everything like that, but you can't have like bad virtues, I feel like, you know? So it's like, I think that's where it stands out in the church is like virtuous is all good characteristics that glorify God, whereas just like character can go both ways. Yeah, and I, I th- definitely see what you're saying. So you you're kind of saying like, from one instance, like, or, or, or like from God's perspective, like we could have good virtues but not good character, right? Because like I would be like diligent, but I have like a horrible heart. Yeah. But like from the world, that looks just fine because that's all we really care about. We yeah. don't care about your spiritual life. We just make sure. You get the work done. Like, that's yeah. all we care about. But, like, in the secular world, like, even for unbelievers, like, if you think about it, you can have good or bad character, poor or perfect character in some senses. Um, but I feel like when you start talking about virtues, I feel like it's hard to put that in a negative context. Hmm. Right. But you yeah, can put no, character in a negative context. Yeah, you're right. But if you're a virtuous person, it's, like, it's positive because it glorifies the Lord. So I think it's, just, I don't know. I just feel no, like. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. sense. I think it. Yeah, no, something I was thinking of is, like, the world and as believers, like, we have a different, a lot of times we have a different view of, like, who men and women are supposed to be, and because that purpose is different, um, I think that very much shifts, like, what 
what we're calling virtuous and good character and what the world is saying the this is a good characteristic and you know sometimes it can look similar but because they have like different purposes behind what they see like men are supposed to do this and women are supposed to do this then i think that's why sometimes it like i think friction. they can i think they can try and cross over virtues too and like say men need to be more this way and like women need to be more this way or it's like yeah maybe they should have those virtues but they're trying to overemphasize particularly womanly characterized virtues like men need to be a lot more soft and men need to be a lot more mm. like caring because men are just you know have too much testosterone and it's too toxic for us and it's putting other men down and like for women they're like women need to be able to have more manly virtues of like leadership and they need to be strong and they need to have like this and they're starting to try and like at least push everything towards like a middle ground i think yeah and the big scheme of things i feel like it's kind of recent yeah it, mm-hmm. i would say so yeah because i mean it's coming in waves like obviously we're kind of alluding to yeah feminism i think that like because i think the beginning waves were a push for women just to be able to express themselves i think yeah. even which was like like me i'm a man i raised my hand i'm for that i'll vote for that <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll vote for that wave right. of feminism like absolutely i'm a feminist and but then it got progressed to where it's like well now we want to just be like men and like do these things where it's like well now where are the manly virtues and where are the womanly virtues it's just stuff like now and there's nothing that we can point out in the other person that's a value if we're now the same like how do we need each other anymore if we're just the same um and i think that um god made those things for a reason that we would need each other yeah well i think that's kind of what i was talking about earlier it's like i think that's why you need to kind of keep virtues in a biblical context and character can be in either right does that make sense yeah so what what we where do you think character is come comes into that just like character like you're saying um oh my gosh i literally forgot what you just said I said that <laughs> I said that um, basically they're trying to swap virtues and make it so that there's yeah. no distinction. Okay, so but if you're looking at it that way, it's like if feminists are doing that, the one like I don't know, believers or unbelievers, it doesn't really matter. It's like you're looking to have the characteristics of men. You're not looking to have the virtues of men because it's like that's not what we we're made or created to do. So why would that be a virtue anyway that you're seeking? Mm-hmm. It's so not guess, actually a virtue you're seeking. It's a characteristic you're seeking. Yeah. So I guess you could say that virtues flow out of character. Yes. Then. Because if you seek the character of something, then your virtues will shift as well. In greater proportions. No. No? I just think virtue, you can't talk about virtues. Well, I mean, you can talk about them, but you can't implement virtues in, like, the world, in, like, secular living. Like, I don't think that, I don't think I know unbelievers who have virtues. They have good character, but they don't have virtues because I feel like that's a characteristic it's a spiritual concept. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. But um, it's just hard for me to think of that uh, when you were saying like swapping um, virtues. That just seems silly because it's like if virtues are meant to be for men and for women specifically different, then women can't really seek that virtue if you think about it seek a man's virtue you can seek the character of the man and i feel like that just puts you like one foot in the world almost because you're seeking the wrong virtues that does make sense 
Did you say that doesn't make sense? No, it does. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, I, here, I'll, I'll say it again. No, it's, oh. That's the thing, though. It's like you have to define these terms because I think we throw them around and we swap them so many times that's, and we forget like what each one is and why they're important. Well, and you also hear like it's so easy for us to talk about as believers, but unbelievers will talk about the same thing so the lines can get super blurred super fast because it's like people who don't have a relationship with Christ can be saying all the same words with a completely different definition and unbiblical definition. Yeah. I think um, part of the issue comes in is where we're trying to say like, well, there's certain things we're, we're distinguishing between like what, like character and virtue and there, the world doesn't see like why it's good that. And I think this is like in roles in marriage too. And like what we see in the Bible, like the, the world doesn't see like why certain roles are complementary to one another like why god says okay you the the man's going to be the leader and the woman's going to be in submission to the man but then once you when you see the like the and then you also see like the man is called to love 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 the bride as christ loved the church yeah. what did he do he died for her <laughs> like it's full like com- selfless love to the farthest extent so we see i think that the world doesn't have a grasp on like why these different roles are good in their distinct ways and just how they're different. And like, if we don't like, and I think as believers, it's just important that we embrace them as they are good in their differences because God put them there for a reason and he had a purpose in it. Yeah. And I mean, you'll see virtues like, I mean, I know on the list that you had shared with us, um, like for womenly virtues, submission is one of them. And I just, I like, can hear it now (laughs) like it's just so bad like i don't know i've had conversations with other women who like don't it's like why would i ever submit to a man blah blah blah. that's like i'm my own person and i just want my own autonomy it's like it's literally not what it means i mean it kind of means i don't know um i think that's i think that's like the expression of the curse though like at the at the fall you know in a way yeah not Mm -hmm. that and i'm i'm not saying women as a whole are <laughs> in submission to men exactly as a whole i'm saying. talking yeah. about i'm talking about in the context of marriage right. the woman is biblically in submission to the husband or should be and i think that's exactly what we see though playing out is like the general apprehension for that to take place but i because I, this is the idea of submitting to another person exactly. in general it's like terrifying for people but it's like if it's in the right context yeah but i'm saying i don't think that that in itself is a new thing it definitely can be emphasized by mm-hmm. society and culture change but it is it goes back to the garden because that's literally what god said was going to be the result of the fall was that you, your desire shall be for your husband meaning that you're going to desire his place and when the decision making time comes you're going to have a will and you're going to see a, a route to go and a plan to take and ultimately he is going to make that decision um or at least be the predominant one guiding in that direction and that's going to be hard for women then what do we see it's yeah yeah, it's hard still it's clearly (laughs) a biblical example that comes to mind is like the story of like rebecca and isaac and then there's like jacob and esau yeah and then there's just like jacob and um rebecca working together and like isaac and esau and it's kind of because rebecca essentially like helps jacob to deceive his dad so that he gets the (laughs) 
the the birthright. birthright yeah. Um, That's so it's like obviously she was not being in submission to her husband. If to her husband's choice of right. who would get the birthright. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's a biblical example that comes. You see, from. I mean, you see it in Sarah and Isaac and Sarah and Abraham as well. Like Sarah being like, "Hey Abraham, let's let's choose this route to make an error." <laughs> like that should have yeah. been his decision. He should have been leading in that. And instead, she's like, "Look." This is a smart decision. This is the custom of the land. Is that you take my, basically like my handmaid, and there you go. That's what we're gonna do. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but like, as the leader of the home, he should have been leading that, and she should have been submission in Abraham's trusting of the Lord's promises. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so you can say it doesn't mean he wasn't failing in his leadership. As no, well. <laughs> that's the thing. Like it was equal parts sin. Like it was his sin to give that up as a leader, right? That's a virtue. He should have been the leader and he should have been taking responsibility as a man. God charged him with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also for Sarah, it was wrong for her to sub- to supplant that and to try and, you know, take those reins and go forward with a, a plan that wasn't the Lord's ultimately. Yeah. And thinking about how, like, like literally of all those stories of, I think about it, like literally today's society and in like personal life as well. Um, just how like women like not as a whole like you were saying jake um but will tend to like want to take control over things and it's like it's just this like ultimate like fight 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 and it's just it's exhausting and um but we like were made for specific roles and it's just funny that we don't want to sit in the roles that we were made to do that come naturally to us like this is so weird a discontent with god's purpose yeah (laughs) and it's just like but we try so we work so hard i mean i'm saying we like i mean i'm sure i've done it before like i like to have control over things too i'm guilty of that but um i just think like it's so much more natural to like just fall into the characteristics and the virtues that god has given you as a person as a man or a woman and um then let the rest fall into place i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, it takes effort. I mean, it seems like what you're saying. It's not like the easiest thing ever. Like you, you have to rely on the Lord for it. Oh yeah. And it's the, it's the same thing for a, a guy like Sage is talking about in industry. Like that's the thing for me too. Like working hard, it's hard. Like working hard. I mean, like obviously we see in, in Genesis, like he's, uh, that was part of the curse too for man that, you know, our labors would be multiplied in toil and like hardship, like, so apparently somehow working was not so hard before. That must be nice. <laughs> um, but now it is, right? And so I think women too, since women work, but men as the ultimate providers in the ideal Christian home after God's design, they face a hardship in working. So like for us too, we equally have to like rely on the Lord in that. And heck, there's days where I'm just like, I don't want to work. I mm. want to literally do nothing. And so in that way, I think I'm kind of rebelling against uh, the curse that has been pronounced on men that it's you're going to have to provide and it's going to be really hard. Yeah, but also think about how we have the opportunity and like the, the like, I don't know, the blessing to be able to rely on the Lord mm-hmm. for that, for those things, to be able to grow and to build our virtues and to work and everything like that. But um, imagine not having God and having to do that. I don't know. And you can see where it leads them. Ultimately, yeah. they they rebel against it like hard. Like they just they don't like it on both sides. Yeah. Um. So you see a lot of men who are not working, you know, and they're just doing their own thing. Well, that's and super so, prevalent today. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. A lot of men who are just not working, and their families are suffering for it. And those 
manly virtues are not being exercised or developed at all. Um, and I think it's a shame. It's a problem. It is a big problem. That is prevalent. prevalent. And so I think, too, in some ways, like for some men, they're like, oh, what is this? These women trying to, like, you know, take us out of our, our place. And, like, you know, you it's go that. work there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes I'm like, well, are you working? Like, maybe your <laughs> wife is literally responding to your lack of doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, maybe that's why, on the large, maybe some women are becoming more heart hard or harder feminists you know where they're like you know what tech with men let's do it ourselves like are we being those responsible men who are being sacrificial in our relationships and are taking care of the women that god have given us to take care of or are we not and then we shouldn't be surprised that maybe that would be the response maybe mm-hmm. it's not right that that's the response but we should also shouldn't be surprised yeah and it's unfortunately a very like prevalent topic too of just like working and like i mean everybody works at some point in their life and so the fact that women feel like maybe they have to like pick up the slack for men or something mm-hmm. you know um and so then like men will get like hurt about that but it's like then they're not picking up the slack so it's like the virtues both ways it's like who's holding who accountable for what and um for what characters and what virtues and i don't know i just think yeah it's just it's just sad because it's just a fallen world and i don't know Everybody's trying to have autonomy, especially unbelievers, because that's all they can attach themselves to. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, guys, I think that's all the time we have for today. But thank you everyone so much for listening, and hopefully the conversation was insightful as always. Uh, next time, we'll be moving on to a new topic, but don't worry, there's definitely enough here to talk about that we're going to come back for a part two. Um, obviously, we didn't really get to touch the second part of our prompt today which was what virtues do we look for in others um so we'll definitely come back to that very soon but next week we'll start a new topic so can't wait to share that with you guys but until next time shalom in the home thank you for listening to the not so simple podcast if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to follow us on spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts if you would like to stay up to date on our latest news, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore not so simple podcast. Until next time, thank you for joining the conversation.